Welcome to Picture the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates and information. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. And for some extra free pics, you can find us on TikTok. All links are in the description. You can find me on Peloton also if, if that's your thing, you know. I mean, why not? Just start giving out picks there, too. I mean, I wouldn't know how uh, Mrs. Professor bought the thing, and so I've just been using it, but I have no idea, like, how to do anything on it. I just, I can get to a class and do it. That's about it. So, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) off the rails in under a minute. Always a good episode if we could do that. Um, This college basketball episode will cover select game schedules we played on Thanksgiving, on Thursday, uh, November 24th. 2022 yes happy thanksgiving to everyone watching this um in case you're new here check out the webpage on the banner it's www.pictotheprofessor.com slash new for a primer otherwise the goals for this episode are to share key information about today's games give you some things to think on and explain why certain plays are being made we never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money Remember that Sideline has graded plays on every single game, but as always, take what you like and leave the rest. And if you have questions about these or other games, the best place to get those answered is on the Discord chat, which can be accessed through Patreon. Link also in the show description. As always, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. To indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers, we're only covering a subset of these games. In this episode, so for the full slate of picks, check out the link in the show description or on the website homepage for the Google Sheet that has all of them. Lastly, please understand the good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, what are what are your Thanksgiving plans? Just, you know, having family watching this amazing slate of uh, basketball because, I mean, I know football's on, but I'm a basketball guy, so I'll, I'll be glued to the Phil Knight Invitational, really. I mean, it's got some incredible games. Uh, we're just about three of them here uh, today. Uh, my in-laws, I talked to them into, or I didn't talk to them into, they offered, they were like, yeah, football will be on. We could put football on the TV for you, no big deal. And I'm like, I'd rather watch some of the basketball. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, uh, I'm, not, I'm just not dying to watch the Lions play. I don't know. That's just me. If you're a Lions fan out there, no offense. I just don't really care. Yeah, I mean, yeah the, they haven't won in forever. So they're a little more relevant this year than normal. Yeah, every once in a while, I feel like they have, Respectable seasons. But uh, anyway, before we get to today's slides, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and the college football content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned that Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found over there above and beyond what we do here. Membership starts at just $3 per month. It's www.patreon.com slash picture the professor. But even if you don't hit that up, we are still thrilled to have you here. Uh, let's get to the games. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current is the time of this recording on late Wednesday night. Got a lot of A plays locked in. Um, again, if you're with us on Patreon, uh, the $10 a month level, you've already got those picks. You already know what the model loves. Um, your favorite of that subset or of that of that set of picks is 4 p.m. Central, Oklahoma, and Nebraska. I, just, I love this one as well. I mean, this is one that I, I don't I don't say we fought over who gets it, but I mean, we were both kind of like, we. someone's covering this, whether it's yep. in a play of the day or whether it's on TikTok or whether it's here. Like, we are highlighting this game. This is one uh, that we both absolutely love. Sideline says this should be Oklahoma minus seven and a half. Uh, so we're all over the Sooners in this one. And, and before I turn to you real quick, I, my, my quick spiel on this is simply uh, – 
we thought Oklahoma was terrible because they lost to Sam Houston State, and lo and behold, Sam Houston State is actually pretty dang good. So maybe that loss isn't as bad as we thought it was to the, at the start of the season, you know? Yeah, yeah. I want to cross that line off my notes because that was where I was going to open up with. There you go. All right. Well, I've already opened. Now you can continue on with, with your notes. Well, yeah. no, so I mean. I mean, even after that, they were kind of struggling a little bit, but slowly improving. They they struggled with Arkansas Pine Bluff, which may not be a, as bad as we thought they were going in. Like, I was going to say, the they, they feel like they're not as terrible as I was expecting either. Like, they've kind of hung around. They, they did get clocked by Mississippi State, but otherwise, I feel like they've, they've had a couple decent games. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was 10 or 12. Um, I mean, South Alabama, they won by four. Um, they did blow out UNC Wilmington, but that's not saying too much, uh, but right, Sherfield is having a really good year, playing really good, and Tanner Groves is slowly improving. He was like averaging like seven points a game early on, and now he's back up. He's up to ten and averaging double digit or double double with ten uh, points and ten rebounds. And Nebraska is just really having a hard time defensively. They've not played a tough schedule by any means, but they're still ranked ninety third in defensive efficiency. Um, neither team is really special on offense. On the offensive end, I, I trust Porter Mo- Moser and Sherfield and, and Groves combo there to have a lot more potential to get a game going uh, versus what Fred Hornberg has in Nebraska. There's just not enough talent there yet. He hasn't totally got the – It's. I mean, it's got to be hard to get recruits, to come, especially NIL, to come to Nebraska. It's going to be tough. Uh, so he's, he's fighting an uphill battle, but they're going to be relevant or somewhat relevant in the Big Ten this year, but I, I just don't think they've got enough here to get – get by Oklahoma or really keep this one within 10 because uh, Oklahoma is a very good defensive team. That's always been a mark of the Porter Moser coach teams. They right right now top uh, in the top 40 or 45 in uh, defensive efficiency. They both play really slow games. Uh, so I think that really bolts well for Oklahoma to be able to actually take care of Nebraska. Yeah, I feel like that was always a staple of Hoiberg over in Iowa State, too, is they'd play some games where they just they hit a bunch of threes and they'd win like 52 to 35. And you were like, what just happened? Like, was that a full basketball game? Uh, I, I do want to loop back real quick uh, yeah, to a couple of things that you said. First off, Nebraska uh, played St. John's, and that was the only good offensive team they've played. The other yeah. three, Maine, Omaha, and then Pine Bluff. Not really, uh, you know, much to write home about. I think this line is too low because I think what's happened here is people are saying Pine Bluffs actually played both of these teams and Nebraska beat them by 24 and Oklahoma beat them by eight. And so I think people are using that as some sort of justification um, here in this one. But I, I, I don't, I don't want to say that means nothing, but it just, it's only one data point. We have other data points. We have a prior distribution coming in from these seasons from a lot of these players that existed last year. We have their data. We have uh, recruiting rankings, which are not like the most predictive thing in the world, but they do give us a starting point. We know about coaches, right? We have a lot of information about this coming in plus the data points this season. Those are just one game individually. And I, I mean, if you've seen it in Pac-12 football, uh, I think someone shared it on the Discord. The like this Colorado, was Colorado beat Cal, who beat, 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 who beat all the way in every like. There's just a whole circle of every team in the conference as, as beating someone. So I just don't. I'm not going to buy into the transitive property thing. I'm not going to buy into this whole. Oh, here's this one common opponent because also Pine Bluff is a perfect game for you to try something different and yeah. to work on things and to get guys extra minutes and do all sorts of weird things that you know. Again, Pine Bluff's been frisky this year, but that's frisky compared to the fact that we kind of thought they'd be like a bottom five team, and maybe they're well, only yeah, a bottom. Expecting, 
20, 30 point losses every time they go out. Every time. Yeah. And it's like, maybe they're not a bottom five team. Maybe they're bottom 10 or bottom 15. I don't know. So they're a little better than we thought, but like, they're still not a good team. So I just don't know what that means uh, with this common opponent. It's just one data point. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think Oklahoma has a, has a good chance to win this by double digits. Again, the models is the average outcome is seven and a half. And so uh, we're both on Oklahoma here as an A grade pick. Uh, Jake, we're still able to lock in. Was it still four and a half? Yes, I was able to lock in four and a half. I mean, it's it's a, like you were saying, it's an easy trap to fall into in that comparison. Like this team played that team. I mean, especially with basketball, it could just be your shooting day, or it could be the opposite of your shooting day, and yes. and you win by eight when you're really a 10, 15 points better, and you win by twenty when you're only 10, 15 points better. So, or styles, or styles, yeah. which matter much more in basketball than in yes. football, because in football. You see it on occasion, but only in the extremes, only when like the Iowa's get involved or the Air Forces get involved or that sort of thing. Like for the most part in football, it's not as big of a deal in the style part, but basketball really is. If one team, if two teams are different styles, that can really throw chaos in the, into the comparison game too. Yep. All right. To the best B side. That game was in Kissimmee, Florida. The rest of the games that we're going to talk about today are all in the field night invitation on Portland, a, a loaded slate. It's going to be a, a wild and fun set of games of all the B grade picks. Jake, this is the one you like the most 4 30 PM central time. So a two 30 local tip out there, Florida and Xavier. Um, Simon says Xavier should be a small favorite. So uh, we've got a B pick backing them basically just to win hopefully by more than one right we're not laying a big number with xavier we're just laying a small one with them uh jake why is that the best b side yeah i got xavier at minus one and a half here they're they're the better team not exactly sure why this line's so short uh they've just played a very very good indiana team at home but and they lost about two and that took an almost near perfect night from xavier johnson i think he only missed like three free throws and maybe one shot. He just had a really good night. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis, you know what you're going to get out of him. He's a top-tier talent, and I think he went for 30. But uh, Xavier's got two big guys that can really make life hard, and Castleton is no Trace Jackson Davis. They've got Fremantle and Nunji, who are both big enough and athletic enough to move with him and make his life really tough, and that's really going to throw kinks all through Florida's offense. He is really the center of everything they do. Uh, he's the leading scorer, the leading rebounder, leading blocks, blah, 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 leads, every, whatever. But it's just they don't have much help outside of him. I'm, uh, Richard helps out a bit, He's he, but he lives off what Castleton does. It's like an inside-out game. Um, so if Castleton's struggling, Richard's not going to be able to carry the team. Uh, Lofton isn't – the player isn't playing like they thought he would. He's not scoring like they thought he would. He's not shooting like they thought. Uh, and he's not really controlling the offense as much as they thought he would. I mean, he's – He's the guy that you're expecting like five, six assists a game. He's round three. Uh, it's not. It's just not going well for Florida. Uh, they're supposed to. Their defense hasn't caught up to what Golden worked up to in uh, San Francisco because partially because he doesn't really have all his players in yet. So mm -hmm. give him a little bit of chance. They're struggling shooting the ball. They're shooting 35 percent from deep, and I don't see that changing too much in this game. Xavier's got the talent. I think Xavier's going to win this one. It's not really going to be as close to what the spread indicates. Yeah, I, I would say a couple thoughts on this. Uh, first off, I think the numbers where it is because Ken Paul makes it a pick them and his stuff is, is just drives the market so much. Um, but I, I'm like you, I, I don't quite buy it. Um, it, it according to Ken Palm, uh, Florida's uh, defense is a little bit better 
uh, than Xavier's offsetting the fact that Xavier's got a better offense in Florida. But I, I think I'm like you, I think Xavier's a better team here. Uh, what I, what I do want to comment on too, is that both these teams uh, playing at projected to play at a, a pretty fast pace mm-hmm. and both teams offense is better than their defenses. It could be a really fun game to watch yeah. too with a lot of points uh, total. This was 150 and I'm not sure that's high enough. Honestly, the, the model has a little bit lower of a number, but I think the model's under shooting this one uh, personally. I, I think it, if this thing gets going like these teams want to, it should fly over 150. It's not an easy number to get to. It's a higher number, but they, they are both going to get the number of possessions that if they're hitting shots, uh, the possession shouldn't be the problem in getting them over this number. Yeah, yeah. These, these are the type of big guys that drive me nuts. You're seven foot. Why, why do you want to be away from the bucket? Uh, and <laughs> love loved, And they've got great jump shots. I'm not knocking that. It's just like, I'm right. like, you're seven foot. Just reach up and dunk it. Uh, right. That's, that's where you should live. And they, they like to step out a little bit and uh, props to him because it's probably going to get them paid a lot more than I'm ever going to get paid. I mean, that's probably fair for a lot of a lot of the good players that we're talking about here for, for both of us. Um, all right, to the Jake and Alim segment, a situation where the model doesn't really see an edge, but you think you've got one on this game, uh, 2 p.m. Central, so the one right before that, so a noon local tip, Duke and Oregon State. Uh, not giving Oregon State any of a home court edge here because the game's in Portland and not Corvallis, but uh, it will be... Uh, easier on the travel than Duke across the country. But with regards to fans, it's probably going to be relatively 50-50 in this one. You'll have a bunch of Duke fans there who bought tickets to this game. You'll have a bunch of people from Oregon State there. You'll have a bunch of people who are neutral fans who are just going to root against Duke. That's the way it yeah. goes, right? So uh, the crowd should be a good a good mix. Maybe a little bit of a help for Oregon State on the travel, but otherwise, again, not their home gym. So a different, uh, a different arena that they're shooting at. Um, Sideline says this should be a Duke minus 21 uh, what is your pick for us on this game? I got Duke minus 21. Uh, right. Duke is getting better and better with each game, especially on the defense, but especially offensively. Uh, they took care of business in every game so far, except for Kansas, but you can't really knock them for losing to Kansas. Yeah. And that was a tight game, uh, tighter than really the score indicated. And that was with Lively not at 100% yet and Whitehead not playing. White uh, Whitehead's playing now. You've got Lively who's getting closer and closer to uh, 100%. Filipowski is just playing out of his mind, averaging a double-double, eating the team and scoring. Um, and when him and Lively are on the floor at the same time, you've got two seven-footers who are very athletic. And with Live, uh, with Filipowski being able to step out and hit threes, that really spreads you out and makes you thin. Um, Oregon State has two guys that are over 6'10 on the roster, and one of them has played this year. The other one has not. And he, he's averaging like 10 minutes a game. It's going to be a big ask for him to pl- start playing a lot more to battle this Duke size. Um, and it's not like they're a fast team either. Oregon State plays a slow game, relatively the same tempo as Duke. Yeah, the- pretty, pretty spot on, similar to Duke, yeah. Yeah, and when you're the less, tal- <laughs> less talented team playing the same kind of game as a much more talented team, that spells disaster. Uh, Roach has continued his incredible point guard play. Proctor seems to have found a shot. Uh, it's. I, I think this is going to be a v- – bad bad nightmare type matchup for Oregon State and just a rough go for it it's it's just a everything adds up to a terrible matchup for them yeah I think it's interesting to Duke uh, kind of like Alabama football a team that when they have good seasons you kind of just want to blind back them because they can't make the number high enough. But also when they have off seasons, you just kind of want to auto fade them because you're getting a ton of value because of the respect 
of Duke. And I, you never know early on exactly what she is. But I will say so far right now, Duke uh, four and one against the spread. So yeah. they, they, they inflate the Duke numbers and they're still covering them. So, I mean, that's, that says something uh, so far. It's a good start for them with regards to overperforming the expectations. Um, yeah. Oregon state, um, a, a slightly below average offense and somehow a worse defense. Uh, that's not good. They're, they're definitely among the bottom handful of power five conference teams. And that's why this is a 21 point spread. Uh, very rarely do you see a power five team versus a power five team in a neutral site uh, or even slightly more towards the weaker team's location. And it'd still be a 21 point spread because that's how bad Oregon state is. Yeah, and, and Duke's yeah, good too, but Oregon state's also very bad. Yeah. They, they had a, a really hot run a couple of years ago uh, during the COVID year that, that, People started to look at them as maybe a better squad. And then uh, their point guard last year didn't play well, and then he transferred out. The big guy has graduated. It's just I think they're getting a little bit too much respect from that random run, and I, I don't think they've really replaced the talent they've lost at all. Yeah. Uh, to the must-see t- must TV segment, we don't actually have a game here, but there are four battle for Atlantis games that just don't have a spread right now. And so we just wanted to highlight and remind you, viewer, uh, there are going to be some really good games here. Uh, whether it's this one or whether it's a line movement, it's a different game. Uh, Jake and I are both going to hop on and do a TikTok. You can catch that link. We just do one-minute videos. It's just a quick thing couple sentences on why we like something, what the pick is, um, probably on some of the more high-profile games. So just a little shout-out there. Check us out on TikTok for the must-see TV games, along with all the Phil Knight games are really good. But yeah. there's a couple other ones that we'll want to highlight. Just don't have lines out right now. And so we'll probably – uh, hit those up over on TikTok. Otherwise, uh, we are about done heading to overtime real quick. A late one. Overtime for the day as well. Uh, 9 p.m. Central, <laughs> Purdue, West Virginia, also out in Portland. So at least a 7 p.m. local tip. But for if you're on the East Coast, this will be a, a late one here. This is one of those, if you've had a lot of turkey or ham or dressing or whatever, like you may not make it to this part of the night, but still an opportunity for us to make some money according to the model. And Jake, according to you as well, uh, sometimes says this should be West Virginia favored by a half point the model thinks West Virginia is a little bit of a better team instead. Uh, Purdue is favored. So we've got a wrong team favorite situation. I know cousin Jared's talked about loving these spots. I know some other people have mentioned the same thing. Uh, Jake, what is the number that we got with West Virginia and why do you like it so much? Like this is my strategy for the day. We're doing Thanksgiving early. Gonna make it through some of the early games. Nap during the middle. Wake up in time for this one because this should uh, okay. be an absolute blast to watch. Yeah. Um, you've got two teams with kind of, oh, not necessarily opposing styles, but different ways of going about it. Um, West Virginia should do, be able to, do, especially getting getting the point here. I love that because they should be able to do what Marquette couldn't and force speed the game up and force some extra turnovers. Uh, on Purdue, especially with two freshman guard. I mean, Huggins' teams are just nasty defensively, always play fast. The, they, uh, Purdue is just not shooting the ball great right now. Uh, they rank like they're just shooting below 30 from three, and you take ED out, they're really struggling to uh, shoot from the floor. They do good at hold, holding on to the ball, like if you look at their averages, but they really haven't played a team as talented as West Virginia on the defense, who ranks 14th in the nation. And turn opponent turnover percentage, and that's forcing one at twenty six percent. So, more than one out of every four is ended in a turnover, and I think you'll see a lot of that because it goes Edie, who's 
incredible player. And then you've got two freshmen the next leading scores, and then the rest of the top, the rest of the team is struggling to get above double digits. Where the two freshmen are at ten, uh, it's just not a lot of offensive talent on this team yet. And it's not like Matt Painter's been known for scheming up great uh, offenses to get to create extra buckets. It's just not seen to be his thing. They also might be battling some rust here. What we're looking at nine-ish days since they've played, um, since they had, uh, since they played Marquette. So, I mean, it's time enough to scheme some stuff, but it's also a lot of time for Russ to add on the shooters. You've got West Virginia who just really – Huggins put together a good combo of team, and I don't think they're getting enough respected. Like uh, Trey Mitchell is really fitting in here a lot better than he did at Texas. They've got four guys in double digits that are playing quite a bit. They're – they're just very, very good. And if, if this was <laughs> happened to be in Morgantown, I would love this even more. But yeah, right. Unfortunately, it's not. But I still think West Virginia gets the win here. Yeah, you're right. Nine days since Purdue's last played. West Virginia played nine days ago as well, but they also had a game in between that. Yeah. Uh, so they've they've only got five days off, which is probably about the perfect amount, right? Where you've got yeah. a little bit of rest, but not too much rust. Um, I, I hope someone is keeping a tally of all the coaches we throw shade at this year because I feel I'm like it's going to shade at Painter. I did. Matty February is a good coach for the regular season. All right, uh, uh, put, put that in the comment if you think that Jake <laughs> was throwing shade at him because I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just uh, a quick perusal here, and, and it definitely just to kind of confirm what what I my perception is. These teams kind of aligns with that. That West Virginia is just a better version of Marquette, right? That same yeah. style of play, but a little bit better defense according to the metrics, and a little bit better of an offense according to the metrics. So that you know should get them over the hump that Marquette just couldn't quite. They weren't quite good enough, uh, but West Virginia m- might be that team that is good enough to get the job done. Yeah, like if you look at last year's West Virginia team, which is very different from this year's, they were a lot more three-dependent with Sean McNeil, who's now in Ohio State, and I forget the other guard's name, but he's gone too. I think he graduated. Uh, they were real; Their offense was real dependent on those guys shooting and creating everything. Now this is more of a like traditional Bob Huggins. Like even I was going to say what he wants to do. What, this, is, this is where he's a lot more comfortable, where it's turn you over, pressure – get easy layups. They're, they're not really shooting a lot of threes. They're not shooting well from three. It's nothing, but they're hitting 51% for the floor, which means a lot of layups and close shots. Yeah. As, as a, as a Baylor fan, I'm, I'm glad that tech looks all lost offensively, but <laughs> you have to be nervous about Kansas. And I'm a little nervous about this West Virginia team because, uh, the, the, and Texas, of course, you have to concern yeah. about Texas. Um, and, and this West Virginia team, the way they play can just really throw you out of your game. And and this style of, of basketball, it, it it's like four or five times this year, West Virginia is just going to get smoked because they aren't going to be able to force the turnovers. They aren't going to be able to get easy looks, and they're going to lose by 20, and they're going to look terrible. But the other 25 games they play – when they're getting those turnovers, they're going to either be right in there with no matter who they play, or they're going to be able to run away with games. So there's going to be occasion, occasional nights where they just don't look good. But more times than not, that style of play can cause a lot of problems, even for the best basketball teams. Yeah, because you've it is it's almost like running into that triple option if you're not used to it, right. and you don't have the guys to practice for it. it it's a new world for most yep. most of those guys. Yep, absolutely. All righty. Well, that's all we've got. For for you on this Thanksgiving. Jake, any parting words? No, just enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with family. Make sure to watch some good basketball because there's tons of it on. 
There is. And we've got that college football episode for all the games hitting the starting up on uh, Friday, Saturday. Check that out if you haven't yet. And we'll be back again tomorrow for more college basketball content. If you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to do that. Otherwise, until we see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.